Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the 13th Year Podcast uh, with me, Jack Salvin, and my co-host, Tim McCory. You can find uh, the podcast and more content at abodemedia.org and at the Twitter account of the same name and now a Facebook account of the same name. So lots of places to find us. Uh, I know Tim just wrote a uh, the first major article, or he's still working on it. Uh, he'll talk more about it later for the website, so definitely check that out. Yeah, by the time the pod comes out, it'll be there. It's a lot of the same if you've been listening to the pod, um, but it's a little more analysis and less just what I've been doing. Um, so I spent several hours writing that today, and and I hope you enjoy. So abodemedia.org. Uh, and then later in the episode, we're going to have our friend Jordan come on. Uh, but at the beginning, as per usual, it's just going to be me and Tim. Uh, and I'd like to open with a text that I received from Timmy on Sunday at 8.31 in the afternoon. In all capital letters, I got some good content. I accidentally ended up at a cult. And my response was, let's go. So yeah it's a little, um, little preview we got we got some good stories coming this week um let's just say it was a very exciting week well for you i had a very boring week but jack be a very to me heavy episode it will again but for all of you that have heard enough from me um jack starts his trip tonight and yep and come next week, he'll have some travel content of your own. So, you know, a week from from when this is released, we'll have double the travel content and some very special guests next week. Exactly. Let me tell you, the guest this week, you know, is kind of like every you know a-, a lister canceled. So, and we'll get Jordan on the pod. But I mean, he's pretty confident. Oh, he's so confident. He sends me a text. Um, <laughs> normally, we'll lot. 30 minutes per guest uh, and then chop it down to like 25. Jordan sends me a text after we decided he was going to be the guest and he goes, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes is not enough time for me. You know, Toby was boring as enter expletive here. Jordan has set the standard high for himself. Let me tell you. Um, And he is our only other friend who's also doing a gap year. Um, And he's been gone for a month and a half now. So he should have some stories to tell. You know, he's a pretty energetic guy. I'm sure there's going to be a lot I have to cut out, but that's the name of the game. So, <laughs> I mean, why don't we get why don't we get into it? We'll see. So, uh, we left off on Friday, September 4th, 2021, and I recorded it after three days of just pure stress. I was not happy with last week's episode. I, I felt so on edge. Jack reassured me that it was okay, but feeling more comfortable. I didn't now. think you sounded on edge. I, I, well, when I was editing it, I was like, I just do not sound like I'm in the moment. But I mean, it was a stressful three days prior. Um, so after recording, went to the Congregados de Santurce basketball game at the uh, Puerto Rico Coliseum. And I mean, it was. A very interesting experience first off to try to buy tickets so i'm so cheap on the website it was like 
$5 per ticket and then $5 service fee, $10 online service fee, you know, 20% taxes. Like it ended up being like $18 a ticket. So I'm like, all right, I'll just go to the box office oh my and buy God. tickets there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what I didn't realize is that it was going to be even more difficult trying to buy it at the box office. So picture outside the stadium, big stadium, 20,000 people. So you're, you know, normal NBA arena size stadium. Picture, you know, six box like uh, booths, ticket booths. And I start all the way at the left. And I'm with, I'm with Andres, who I met, who's um, like Mexican-American, but speaks less Spanish than I do. So uh, the two of us are trying to buy these tickets for as cheap as we can. And we go down every single ticket booth. We start the left, give up, and are like, adios, and then move on to the next one. So we go through every single line. And by the last one, we're just like, all right, we'll buy it. So we end up spending, spending like $14 a ticket. When online it said it was six dollars ticket. Wow, big, big spenders. Big spenders. Anyway, we make it in the stadium. Very nice stadium. The energy in there was just like awesome. It was like they had like a DJ and a spaceship on one side of the court. Uh, like the MC was like pretty dope, and then the basketball was actually pretty high quality. Like all the players had stints in the NBA. Um, the home team, the Congrejeros, was led by J.J. Barea, who spent, I don't know, 10-plus seasons on the Mavs. So, like, he would go in and just school everyone. He's, like, 37 years old. But it was actual basketball. It was pretty high quality. It was a good game. But the entire time, all I could think about was how I was the only, like, gringo there, the only, you know light-skinned person with blonde hair and i don't think it was just in my head like when i was walking through like the corridor i felt like everyone was staring at me and because it was all young people too it was definitely not like a tourist event it was all like young people who are up in the culture so it's like all these young people like it felt like i was at like a school dance and i was like had like a post-it note on the back of me from a different district yes that's a better example yeah like i just felt so isolated And, I mean, it was so uncomfortable, number one. Number two, I was like, I'm sure people in minority situations, like, must feel what I'm feeling, but so much worse. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This is probably, like, kind of being in white-ass Niskayuna forever, then, like, complete 180. Yeah. But then the last thing was, like, I just, after walking out and taking the subway home, I was just like... I don't know. I really want to like learn, like be able to not just like keep up with the language, but like there are so many people who I was like, if I could just like talk to people, it would have been such a better experience, but I don't even have the ability because you have to have a certain level of proficiency to even like approach people and talk to people. So afterwards, I was like, it was uncomfortable. So glad I went. Makes me want to learn way more. That was my Friday night. I mean, that's what you need to do. You got to make yourself uncomfortable. That was one of my goals when I uh, set out on the trip, which I talk about in the blog post that you can see. Um, 
But anyway, it was a really nice experience. Then the next day, Saturday, went to the gym, made breakfast, um, just like did some work, answered some some like emails related to the foundation. Oh, I should also put in uh, one of the uh, requests from my mom who listens to the podcast was that you explain the foods you've been eating in Puerto Rico. To explain? Or like, I'm not, I'm explaining too much or? Like, what are you eating? Oh, oh, yeah. Like, when you say I ate breakfast, it's like, are you eating like Puerto Rican Oh, well, this breakfast is, this is like, a horrible, oh. this is a horrible example. Basically every meal until, basically every meal until Saturday's breakfast was like rice and beans or pork or like more authentic stuff, like grilled chicken and more rice. It's really just rice and beans and chicken, but, and pork. But this breakfast was the first breakfast that I had that was, like, the same as home. Like, I went to the supermarket, and I got, like, my Oscar Myers turkey bacon and eggs and, like, wheat bread <laughs> and avocado and made just, like, my classic breakfast. And it was, like, s- such a comforting oh experience. Classic to me. It was such a comforting experience because that's what I eat every single day at home. So it was, like, I was so stressed oh, yeah. out for those couple of days. I just needed some comfort food, and that's my comfort food. If you've ever been to Tim's house in the morning, you can almost always find Tim cooking up some turkey bacon. I I love this stuff. What Entire house smells like turkey bacon. It's a great smell. I mean, I can't blame you. I don't like bacon, but turkey bacon, like one or two strips, valid. Yeah, and the the deal with Jack is I'll always make him like four or five, and he'll only take two. So more bacon for me. I can have like nine or ten strips. But okay, yeah, I can't do that. Um, then we have Sunday, the big day. I slept at the hostel Saturday night, woke up and got picked up Sunday morning by, um, Pastora Carmen, uh, who's the pastor of an evangelical church who she gave me some free meals. Um, so I said, uh, yeah, I'll go to your, I'll go to your service on Sunday. And I did. And that's that was that was my first flaw, first mistake, first mistake. So I arrive uh, at their church at like probably eleven a.m. Um, and the church is it's like an apartment that they turned into a church. It is actually an apartment. Like it's not like that's what it is. Um, it fits like thirty people. It's like thirty like foldable chairs. Um, and then like they have the altar in the front, which normally in a church, like you have like a raised altars, like a stage kind of thing, but they just have a carpet where they have like electric guitars. They have like four, um, like amplifiers that are like a yard by yard by yard, like big amplifiers Four of those. So you can imagine like little kid sized speakers for a room that's yeah. like, it's like half the size of a class, like your average classroom. Um, so I waited around for about an hour and the service started at 12. Now, I was raised like Catholic, like I would go to church on Sunday. So I like to think that I have a pretty good tolerance for, you know, religious services. Um, like I've gone to like Methodist services before, um, but I was not ready for what I was about to experience. So it started out, you know, not not what I was used to, but without a problem, they the the band, which is the pastor, 
pastor's husband um, and then kids uh, are on the altar, sort of, they're just in the front of the room playing three just heavy metal Jesus songs, you know, can't hear your ears. This guy's shredding on the electric guitar, yelling to God. <laughs> shredding for they Jesus. They have like this eight-year-old. They have this eight-year-old who's just banging on the drums, just playing out of his mind, just screaming, like it was something like out of a out of a nightmare. But this this wasn't even the part. Like this part, <laughs> I just like, all right, this is kind of funny, you know. No no problem with a little intense music. So that was part one of the service. After that. Um, the two pastors, um, the woman who's like the main pastor and her husband, uh, her husband only speaks Spanish. She's bilingual. And there's a couple people in the crowd who only speak English. Um, so he yells something and then she yells it like, as he's saying it, translate it, translates it live into English. So after the three songs, they just yell at God for probably, you know, 10 minutes where he's just like, God, look at us in Spanish, you know, and then she repeats in English and just a whole bunch of just screaming at God 10 minutes. So, you know, I wasn't really too frightened by that part. I was just like, you know, these people love God, you know, res- res- you know, respect to them. I have no problem with people loving God. say God in Spanish? Dios. So they're just yelling to God and the Holy Spirit, and and that was part two. Now, this this entire time during the first two parts of the church, there's a lady behind me who, um, her name's Betsy. She's probably sixty years old. She's got short black hair. She's a very frail woman. And the entire time she's sitting right behind me, she's talking to herself. She's like. Jesus, bless me, bless me, Jesus, bless me. God, look down upon me, look down upon the service. The whole whole time whispering, you know, a yard behind me. And I was like, you know, okay. Um, but third part of the service, the pastor calls her up to the front of the of the room onto the altar. And um, this is where it took a turn. So she gets up there. Uh, I'm looking at my, my notes here. I wrote a couple pages right after it happened, so I didn't forget anything. Um, so Betsy joins them on stage on the altar and uh, starts yelling, just screaming in like a witch-like tone. And as she yells it in English, the main pastor screams right back in Spanish. And this is how it started. I grew up in the United States, and it used to be a great country united by God, but now it's going to fall apart. Uh, God sent us the Savior, Donald Trump, who is going to save the country, but now we have an imposterous president who is going to make us all die, and because he's no longer in charge, God's going to punish us for our actions. We gave up on Israel, and God will punish us for our actions. Lord, I pray that you'll save our country for all the horrible things we did. And God's going to kill us all because we took away our savior, Donald Trump. And as she's saying this, first off, I like to talk about a golden calf. Holy shit. 
I just lose feeling like in my entire body because I'm like, what's going on? And as she's yelling this and the pastor is yelling everything back in Spanish, the crowd is screaming like in support. And like I, I'm sitting in the corner. This is like the lady that that's been like driving you around and stuff, right? No, no, that's that's a different lady. Like, this is her thing? No, this is a different pastor. Oh, okay. The pastor who's been driving me around, we're still cool. We hung out a couple of days ago, her, her and her husband. All right. I was afraid They're, this is like... No, no, no. These are not the people that are that were the closest to me. These are two other people who I somehow got in touch with and like had dinner with them because they had some young people. So I had dinner with them so I could meet the other young people. And so they were like, do you want to come service? And I was like, yeah, you've given me all these great free meals. Of course I'll go. So anyway, continuing. So as this lady's yelling, you know, God, save us, the Holy Spirit, I'm calling upon you, save us, you know, we give up on Israel, when Lord, when Jesus comes again, you know, all that. As she's saying this, she starts frantically shaking, and she flings her shoes off, like, in the front of the room, <laughs> and as she's just, you know, screaming at the screaming at the top of her lungs for God, and the pastor next to her is screaming everything in Spanish, and the crowd is just cheering her on. She just like, like just falls back into the drums, like she just like falls over, like the Holy Spirit just knocked her out right into the drums, and I literally couldn't. The Lord and Savior was, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I like could not feel my hands the entire time. I was just like, how did I find myself in this situation? I was sweating. I was like, it was it was just madness. So she, you know, sits back down. Service continues. Another another guy from the crowd goes up and reads a quote from the Bible, and then basically, this is the abbreviated version, says, "All the money you have, God gave it to you, and you gotta just give it back to God. So give us all the money you got." It was like guilting people oh, totally, no. oh, and. Yeah. And then the next part of his thing was he was like, um, you know, God made people poor because he knew they couldn't handle money. And the people who are rich, you know, God gave them money because they could handle it. And both of those points were just like, so Oh my! you're telling all these, like, wow. you're telling all these people who are not, you know, too wealthy that the reason they're, they're struggling is because... God doesn't think they're capable of it. It just was a, a whole bunch of bad messages. So that's like straight brainwashing, like uh, listen to your oppressors type stuff. Oh yeah, it, it was just crazy. And then what's that? Uh, what's that thing called from uh, like medieval Europe? Divine, divine right or something? Um, what do you mean? You know what I'm talking about? How like uh kings would claim right to the throne because god told them oh yeah it was total like like why are these people listening to someone who's telling them that they're poor because god wants them to be like that's just not the lesson that that like the bible teaches or that even you should just be like you shouldn't be saying that to anyone let alone like your people but yeah anyway so after he you know reads reads some bible some parts in the Bible and tells tells all these people to give all their money. Uh, they collect money and the mass or service ends. 
And right when the service ends, the pastor, you know, says to the congregation, congregation, uh, right as the service ends, the pastor says to the congregation, you know, let's bless Timothy. So the group of the congregation, not many people, like maybe 15, 20 people, circle around me. A couple of them put their hands on my head and my back, and Betsy takes over. And <laughs> and she basically for probably six minutes straight, and I'm not exaggerating, it was probably about six minutes, which six minutes straight is a pretty long, like time. A long time. When Yeah. <laughs> So she has her back on, or she has her hand on my, on my like back, like on my neck and, and everyone's surrounding like with their hands up and she just starts yelling at God and the Holy Spirit to bless me, to look after me, that I'm young and there's so much I can do and for God to guide me through life. So, you know, I appreciate Betsy's praying for me. Um, and it was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in my life. (laughs) It was just all these people just yelling at me, surrounding with their hands up, and she was just shaking me. And then, anyway, after six minutes of me just like, and at this point, like these people are staring at you, like you just gotta like nod along and be like, "Oh, I feel it, I feel." Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, you have to go along with it. There, there's nothing I could do. So, anyway, it ends with she. Oh, and and she's she's screaming in English and then like mumbling like in Hebrew about how Jesus is going to reawaken from Jerusalem. And anyway, um, yeah, like I don't, I don't know Hebrew obviously. So it was a little frightening when she was shaking me and mumbling in Hebrew. Um, anyway, I was scared out of my mind and it ended with her shaking like crazy. Cause the Holy spirit had just rushed through her body and she kind of like didn't, she didn't fall this time, but she kind of like fell back and, it was it was an unreal experience and i right after that i was like okay gotta get out of here (laughs) and i don't think i'll ever feel that uncomfortable maybe again in my life i hope i hope i don't it was it will be hard to beat it was so i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess you're not gonna be going to the next service no are you i'm like i'm not keeping contact no i have not talked to them since that day (laughs) No. Um, but what if Jesus re- reawakens? Well, if Jesus comes back, you, I'm running right to that parish. And I'm, I'm, you know, the Holy Spirit led me here to, to help you guys in your mission. I mean, it was, it was insane. Um, I wrote a lot about it with a lot more details because it's definitely something that, I'll, like, it's something that I could so easily mix up in the future, and uh, it's crazy craziness. So anyway, I got out of there and got to my new house where I'm staying here in Atore Norte in San Juan. Um, it's in a nice neighborhood. I actually have a room to myself now, so it's so much better than the hostel. Um, like, I've never appreciated having space to myself more. Um, and then Monday, went to Costco with the other pastor who, they're like a different sect of christianity and they're way more about like giving meals to the homeless and stuff and not crazy actual christian yeah um and they're so nice like me and me and the husband of the pastor 
went to Costco and he, he, I've never seen someone be so happy in a store. I mean, I was as happy. It's just, just such a nice store. It's like Ikea S tier, Ikea level craziness. I, I'm going to, I hope that wherever I end up, there's a Costco nearby. It was just a life changing experience. I don't know if I've been, is Costco like, um, I think I've been there before, but is it like Sam's club or is it like a big grocery store? It's, yeah, it's like Sam's Club. It's like a stuff in bulk, but they have like I I can't say I've ever been to Sam's Club, but from what I read, it's like way better than Sam's Club. And they have like okay. food, like you can buy like their pizza and stuff, and pizza and hot dogs and ice cream and churros and like it was just a it was a really nice store. And me and Eliu got ice cream together and drove around with the windows down, and it was really nice. It was a cleansing experience after. After everything else, um, and After being blessed, and he he gave me his old bike, so I have a bike. I have a nice way to get around here. So he, him, and his wife have just been like the most giving people. They've been like giving me meals whenever I want it because they run like a soup kitchen kind of thing. He gave me like a super nice like all terrain bike. We went to Costco together. We went to Walmart together. I got a basketball. He's he's. I got nothing but nice things to say about him and his wife. Um, so anyway, then I started language school, and I've been doing that for from Tuesday until now. That's from like eight to twelve. And um, how and does like how does that work? The language school. Yeah. So the first two classes, it was four people in the class. It was me, this forty-year-old woman from Hawaii this 45-year-old woman from Kansas, and this 28-year-old guy from Texas. And then there's a teacher, and we kind of just, like, talk, and he asks questions and teaches us, you know, nothing too exciting. It was like a, it was like the Spanish classes we've had in high school, but way more focused on you. And the teacher is, like, fluent, native, natively fluent. Yeah, yeah. And... And it's like all adults, so it's like I don't know more casual, and they talk wider scope of stuff they can cover. Um, it's been really nice. The first day was kind of introductory, and I didn't feel great. But the second day, I was like learning a bunch of stuff, feeling very challenged, like challenge, like you're put on the spot in front of the other four people, and it was really good. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And through the school today, I'm going to. Uh, bioluminescent kayak tour so it's like um the plants that glow in the dark yeah so that should be pretty dope i'm excited for that it's is it algae i don't know um, i think right it, it could be I, i'm i'm gonna do some research because i just know so little right before i leave i'm leaving in a couple hours so i'm excited for that and uh other than that i got really nothing nothing on the schedule for the next week so that was my exciting week. Um, it was, you know, main three things were the horrible hostel experience where I just felt madly uncomfortable. I don't know if I mentioned this um, in the last week's episode, but uh, there was like a group of like six like Brazilians who came who were just there to party and they were very loud. But I would like open my curtain in the little thing and there would just be like two dudes that are like half naked just right there. And it was just like not a nice experience. Oh there was just no yeah, personal no. space at all. And 
um, people were just coming in and out and loud and you didn't really talk to anyone that you didn't know. It was just not, not a fun experience. And it was not in the, not in the like best area in relation to the people I met. So I don't know the basketball game, the hostile experience, obviously the, uh, the evangelical service were definitely all uncomfortable experiences, but you know, no regrets. Learned, learned some lessons from each one of them. I'm thinking of converting each to a very different way, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So I've since recovered. Um, and I don't know. I'm in a good spot. Feeling good now. Uh, it's been less chaotic now that I have like a room and a queen size bed to myself. And I'm in a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, I got like Popeyes the other night, and uh, yesterday I went to like a really cool cafe and got like a waffle and a coffee and some fruit. And I have my bike now. There's a nice park. I can play basketball and go for walks. So I'm in a way better spot now than I definitely was when I recorded last week's episode. And I'm feeling good. Feeling like. I want to learn Spanish more than ever, and no second thoughts thus far, really. No real second thoughts. Well, all us, all of us at uh, Abode Media are glad that you're safe <laughs> from uh, being sacrificed. And, oh, my uh, gosh. That you're in a better spot now. And I think the kayaking thing, I think that's going to be really, really cool. Like yeah. I don't think there's many places where that happens, so it's like a super unique experience. Yeah, it's it's something that... I think there's only three places on the island you can do it. And I don't think there's, if there is any other places in the world, I don't think there's many of them. So, um, yeah, it should be really cool. And uh, it should be good to get out with some people who I don't know and meet some more people because you saw what happened when I was forced to hang out with the only people I knew. So, yeah. Um, so that's well, my week. I I know you didn't have the most exciting week, but... Uh, you're leaving tomorrow, right? Or tonight, tonight. Yeah. Or yeah, well, kind of. Uh, So my week was a lot of working. Uh, I still have work tonight. I've had three or four shifts straight already, uh, like five and a half hour shifts. One of them I had to get up at six, or I had to get up at five in the morning. I started at six uh, at Target, just... Uh, doing checkout, doing drive-ups, getting carts, doing reshop, which is like putting back stuff when people return it. Um, and that's been super hectic because everyone who's going to college has left, uh, which yeah. was probably about half of our front of store staff. And then um, they've been firing a bunch of people, which, I mean, some of the reasons were pretty valid but some of the other reasons like people not uh being super uh consistent with like when they're coming in like their uh, attendance i would get if we were fully staffed but like you can't really be firing people when we literally have three people scheduled in the front of the store all day yeah so it's been a lot of running around uh i've always kind of been the um kind of swiss army knife up front like i get scheduled somewhere but i know that i won't be working there all day i do probably four or five different jobs per day uh so being in that position and then when it's really busy like i'm i literally do like a different job every 15 minutes 
uh, and it was thundering and pouring rain yesterday, so even worse. Um, other than that, uh, Alice started school, so uh, that's what she's been doing in Ireland. Uh, we had the, the slither on Sunday, which, for those who don't know, uh, all the families in Outlaws in the immediate area on Labor Day uh, will kind of do a route to everyone's house and there'll be a theme every single year and uh, everyone will make food usually there's some kind of activity uh, and we'll stop at each person's house and eat whatever food they have kind of spend uh, afternoon and evening doing that this year was quite a bit more informal uh, we didn't get to everyone's house uh, the theme was Olympic sports which is kind of more obscure Broad. than it has been so people's foods didn't always yeah people's foods didn't always really relate which is fine like who cares really uh and then we just didn't have very many of uh my generation of outlaws people shall i say it was uh just me and chris so i was catching up with chris a lot he was telling me a lot about binghamton uh and although not a ton's coming on i think if he were to come on the podcast and uh like I think he'd be able to talk a bit. Uh, his roommate sounds interesting, not bad, yeah. but no, he didn't like weird. sound bad. Uh, it was just not a friend. Other than the slither and working, uh, I've just been playing a lot of video games on my computer. I've been playing City Skylines, so I've been building Outlaws as like a major we go. city. Uh, I've already put like at least twelve hours into it over the past like four days. And then, I mean, kind of more just recently, like today, uh, obviously the listeners can't see it, but my room is a mess uh, behind me. I'm getting packed. Got some hiking pants yesterday. Um, we've kind of mapped out the first few days as far as hotels. Nothing really has changed uh, too much, except I think there's some town, I think called Hot Springs, that will be in either before or after Yellowstone. Uh that has like one of the biggest indoor hot springs in the country um, in Idaho. And I think in an archeological site, I don't think it's in Idaho. Maybe it is. There, I don't know. There was a close. really cool town in Idaho that I mentioned, but I don't know if that's the same one. Yeah. I remember that. I, that's what I, when my dad first told me about it, that's what I was thinking, but I think it's different. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much it. I'll be leaving for buffalo when i get back from work uh and we'll drive up there to pick up a car and then uh tomorrow morning we'll be on our way to uh south bend there we go so or elkhart actually and then south bend i think uh we got some we got some good episodes coming i hope to not have too much of an exciting week um within the next by the, by the next podcast but you you should be you should be out and about and should have some uh, some things to talk about. Um, so that um, brings us to the end of the first half of the third episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Um, we're now going to have our friend Jordan on the pod who uh, is coming at us from Augusta, Georgia, where he is uh, at a soccer academy. So you're a bit. listeners welcome to the second half of the 13th year podcast episode three 
we are here with our very special guest, Jordan Angers. Hello, Jordan. What's good, guys? Happy to be here. This is our uh, second time recording this, so... Yeah, it's sadly. Some might say second time, some might say... Second chance. First time was practice, so... Jordan was the first of our group of friends to leave in very early August, and he's also the only other friend of ours that's also doing a gap year. So you want to, uh, I know you wanted to not do this totally interview style, but let's hear a little bit of what you've been up to and what your schedule's like. No, that's all good. I can do a, I can do the rundown. So basically I finished high school last year, like you guys, with you guys, um, took a gap year. I'm now in Augusta, Georgia, um, playing semi-professional soccer. Yeah, so I'm in Augusta, Georgia, playing for a program called PCDA, which stands for Pre-College Development Academy. Our team name is Augusta United in the EPSL, which is the United Pro Soccer League. So we play against like grown adults. It's, it's pretty tough. But um, yeah, so I came here to um, obviously get better at soccer while trying to get recruited to play Division One college soccer. Um, in this environment, it's gonna be better for me in the long run because in New York right now, there's basically no soccer going on because of high school soccer. Um, so I chose to come here for a better environment to train and get recruited. And so basically the program is, we train every day, uh, games on the weekends. There's a mixture of school involved with um, kids can either choose to do online school or they can do there's an in-person community college that's down the road from our uh, apartment complex. So it's been, what, just just over a month. Are you you're happy with your decision? Yeah, I mean, it's a great time down here. It's kind of just like the perfect thing for a person like me, um, where every morning I get to wake up, play soccer with the boys, and everyone's serious. There's no um, like goofballs that don't really care about what they're doing. It's like a serious environment. The coaches pride it on being like a professional environment. They, they treat it like they used to when they played um, pro. So the head coach right now played uh, USL, assistant coach played in England as a goalie for a, a long time. He actually played on Leeds United, which is um, a, Premier, a Premier League team right now. And are you taking any classes? Yeah, so I'm taking two classes um, for the fall semester um, from an online, I mean, it's, it's a in-person community college in New York, but I'm taking online classes because obviously I'm not in New York. I'm taking microeconomics and psychology just to get a few credits while I'm down here. Do you have a uh, major that you intend to pursue like once you're... Yeah, my, my loose plan right now is to do something business related. Um, I've kind of narrowed it down to like something sports business, sports management or accounting or something, but something along those lines. I thought it was, I thought it was real estate. No, I think real estate was uh, some words you put into my mouth at one time, and we kind of rolled with it. <laughs> I don't think I put those words into your mouth. I think I know who did yeah, that. I know who did too. Speaking of things in your mouth, so oh, <laughs> has the has there been a lot of like social, even meeting people? Um, <laughs> well, that segue into that question. Yeah, that segue wasn't great. <laughs> And they knows, I thought you were gonna ask about like food or something. Um, well, socially, uh, there's not much because since we're in Georgia and a lot of our games are in South Carolina as well. There's the COVID Delta variant, all that that jazz. So the coaches advise us to not be very social. But um, there's a few parties that are on the horizon at local universities. 
what what universities are local there's a well there's the community college i told you about but that would be a, a lame party but there's a augusta university and then when we attend uh or when we go to like a college soccer game like clemson or something like we did last week that there could be after parties there but i'm not a big partier so i'll probably end up going but not having a great time <laughs> i feel that yeah that's relatable um, as we speak, I just got a text from Eric Zhang saying, do I go to a nightclub tonight? Yes or no? Uh, I got no opinion on that. That's not very related to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you miss, you miss New York? Not really, actually. I mean, I miss my family and my, He's like, Hell no. I miss my family and my dog, but I mean, the biggest differences here is the, is the weather. It's just, it's always nice here. It's a little hot though. Like, uh, is it humid? Not really. It's mostly just dry heat. Um, the first week I got here was like a hundred every day. So that was, that was tough to get used to, but it's, it's cooling off a little bit. It's only like 90 every day now. That's, that's too hot to be playing for extended periods of time. It seems like, uh, I mean, you get used to it. It's, it's more of like a, a shock. The first week you, you go out, you sweat a yeah, lot. Yeah. And by the second week, you're kind of like, well, it's going to be hot and I'm going to be playing either way. So might as well just get used to it. Mm-hmm. How long does your uh, season last? I think our season in the UPSL goes till like November fourteenth, and then the way the uh, the academy I'm at's gonna work is we all go home for like Christmas break and maybe a little bit of Thanksgiving, um, and then the league starts back up in February or January. Is the league you're in right now and the one that's uh, starting in January February are those two separate things? No, that's yeah. the that's both the UPSL. It's the fall and the winter spring whatever season it's cut it's cut in half the, the season okay. but i think there's a championship for each half so it's more of there's two full seasons yeah, yeah. And, and how regional is the the is upsl the is nationwide but we're in the uh georgia premier division so we play teams obviously in georgia and there's a couple teams in south carolina like southern south carolina that we drive up to or they come here Gotcha. So nothing too nothing far. too far. I mean, I think the, the farthest we'll go is like three or four hours, which is in line with what I used to do for club soccer. So it's not a big deal. So Jordan, what's your what's there your living situation um, like? So everything in Evans Evans Georgia, which is part of Augusta, is within ten minutes ten minutes of each other. So there's the fields, there's the gym, there's the apartment complex that we're staying at. Um, Right now we're living in an apartment with four dudes or three dudes, but soon to be four when uh, another kid arrives from England, actually. But um, yeah, so we have four guys living here and at the apartment complex, the stadium is down the road, the gym's even closer than the stadium. Um, and yeah, so that's how that's the living situation. But for the MLS or UPSL uh, game we had two weekends ago, it was just a crazy experience. We uh it was our season opener, so we're all like nervous for that reason. But then we're also playing against the U23 team of Atlanta United, which is a well-known MLS team and academy, obviously. It's um, like probably the most popular MLS team. Yeah. And then you add on top of that the fact that our entire team met each other like three weeks ago, August 6th. Um, the bonding has to – we need to improve our bonding. But two weekends ago, Atlanta United came down to our stadium – um, showed up as a, as a night game. So it's always good to play under the lights. Um, the home crowd was a little weak, you know, cause we're new to town and, uh, fans haven't learned about us yet, but 
we had like a good hundred people there. <laughs> yeah, so game started. I was dealing with an injury the week before, so I mean I was stupidly playing through an injury and I wasn't playing my best, so I was on the bench. But um first half happens, starters go out, get shelled four nil in the first half. Second half comes around, coach tells me to warm up. I wasn't really nervous at this point because I had seen what the level was going to be. And obviously the level is insane from the, from the side of the field. Like you're watching, the guys are moving around, passing the ball fast. Um, so I was a little nervous, but once you're out there, it's kind of like a like it's a quick shock and then you're, you're going. So I got out in the field around like the 65th minute. Um, played well. I mean, it was mostly a learning experience because we were already down 4-0, so the other team wasn't going as hard as they possibly could. But... Um, yeah, so I played well. Basically, these kids had been playing together since they were 13 for Atlanta United. Oh, wow. So kind of aside from the academy and all that, what's the living situation? We each have our own bed for room. You each have your own bed. I'd hope you each have your own <laughs> well, bed. Hey, a, home, bro, a, homie, a homie's a homie. Hey, that's yeah, good a homie's for a chemistry. Homie, Worst case scenario came down to it, wouldn't mind sharing a bed. What's the dynamic of the team? Is it There's a couple international kid. Like, what's the uh, makeup there? Oh, yeah, so the team, um, I mean, like, the, the whole concept behind the uh, program is, like, it's branded, like, nationally. Anyone can come from any state, even internationally. Um, since it's a new program, we only got a couple international kids. There's a set of twins from Mexico. And there's a, there's an Englishman coming as well. Yeah. There's a kid from England who's going to be joining my room on eh, tomorrow actually, but we'll see how that is. What's his name? His name's, his name's Glenn. <laughs> Sad, but his name's Glenn. What's his last name? Shelby. Oh my. <laughs> no, I think his name's Glenn Rhodes. Okay, if it was Glenn Shelby, bro, I'd have been Wait. so British. Glenn Rhodes. I know him. Sure that. I don't even. Think you know him. <laughs> so I, uh, I hear you guys have a kitchen. You doing any cooking or leaving that to someone else? Oh well, I mean, we have no meal program, so all the cooking is done by either myself or the roommates. Um, I've been cooking every day. It's not that bad, actually. What you been making? It's a lot of chicken and rice just for the, what's it called? Um, like the athletic benefits of just having uh, white meat and rice every night. But I've done steak. I've done, you know, the basic breakfast foods, breakfast you sandwiches. Gotta throw, you got to throw beans in there, beans in the mix. That's what I've I, learned while I'm down on the island. I hate beans, dude. I can't. They're you you, squishy you might gross. think that. No, that, me too. But you force yourself to eat them in front of some crazy Christian folks for a couple times, and you're like, <laughs> these are good. Uh, I mean, the, diff- the, di- the difference for me is I'm not being forced to eat beans. Uh, there's a grocery store that's across the street that I can choose whatever I want from. Just saying. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll, protein right there. Maybe I'll make some beans tomorrow for, for you, Tim. So uh, we, asked, we asked Toby this, and we're uh, just wondering what your daily schedule's like, how often are you guys practicing, getting in the weight room. Uh, how early are you waking up? Like, tell us about it. Every morning, Monday through Friday, we do 6.45, wake up, um, get breakfast in, get to the fields by 7.45. We do a technical training um, from 8 to 10, drive back to the apartments. Um, I don't actually have a car with me, but a couple of my roommates do, so I just catch rides with them. I have a bike for uh, small little trips to the gym or the grocery store or a restaurant or something. 
have you been biking much or just um for practices and like group team activities i use the cars but uh every once in a while or not every once in a while usually daily i go on like a little bike ride just to clear my head i like that but um it's pretty cool yeah how's your mental health been during this time uh podcast man you skipped almost the entire day of the daily schedule (laughs) all right Um, what time do you wake up (laughs) (laughs) now back to where i was in the story it was get home from practice around like 10 30 we do lunch um kids have school and i do school online um and then back to practice we do technical in the morning tactical in the afternoon at uh 2 30 to 4 and then we all have our own custom strength training programs um part of the staff here at our at our program is um an ex i don't know if he's an ex but he he uh, does professional weightlifting and bodybuilding. So he, he does like the whole, shaves his whole body, wears a, wears a man thong and then tans his whole body. Um, I can send you a picture later. Maybe you can put a picture on the screen for the podcast. Just make that the cover. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, he does our own custom strength programs and we fit that into our day whenever we can through, between practices and school. Um, it'll just be like, it's like a normal schedule, like Monday's legs, Tuesday's upper body, Wednesdays like abs and cardio, it's one of those. But it's helpful to have like an expert who knows what's best for your body. Have you felt a difference between uh, whatever kind of uh, weight training you were doing before compared to now? Um, I can definitely tell a difference. There's we use different. Do you miss your gym partner? Do you? Miss I definitely miss my uh, gym. Yeah, that was a good question. Timmy's messy. That was a good question. That, you guys are uh, conflicting as podcast buddies right now. But um, <laughs> a, a, I miss my gym partner. B, me and my gym partner used to do some pretty shitty workouts in the uh, good old Planet Fitness gym down the street. <laughs> but um, the training for context, Tim was its gym yeah. partner. We, we had, had a great time. It. A little Panera, Panera trip after to get some coffee, free coffee. Um, back to the actual weight training is there's a huge difference between having someone tell you what to do versus um, going to the gym and th- using some weights and just throwing them around, just not knowing what you're doing. So it's great to have a guy that like does it for you. That way you can take the whole like thinking of what you're going to work out every day element out of it. And then you just have to uh, complete it yourself. So the question that, that everyone's been waiting for is, is CLB mid? <laughs> Uh, after a long, hard week of not listening to the album, I've come across this uh, a very strong opinion on that question, Tim. Actually, I'm glad you asked that. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I actually to... have decided that uh, the album is quite mid. <laughs> I would give it about a five, five point five out of ten. That's actually a positive rating. So yeah, it's just above mid. You know, I respect Drake. I like a lot of his. Uh, former albums he's a great rapper decent human got a big old house in toronto but that album he put out was just so much worse than uh kanye's new album donda and it's way worse than uh baby keem's album which dropped today so what would you give those albums i'd give donda an eight and i mean i've only heard baby keem's album once but it's actually pretty pretty damn good for his second album ever i think um i give like a seven and a half all right i haven't heard baby keems i've heard most of kanye's so i can't i don't really want to give a strong opinion on that because uh, i haven't you, finished it you can give an opinion on how mid uh, clb was right 
Well, I, th- I didn't think it was, I definitely didn't think it was his best work, but I'd probably give it like a solid 6.5 or 7 out of 10. Oh, so it's gone down in the past uh, few days. You're not, you're not backing your boy up? Huh? Not backing your boy up. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't, from what I've heard from Donda, like, I don't think it's much better. I think they're probably in the same boat, probably about 6.5 and 7 out of 10. I think both of them are probably going to be overall forgotten within the next like three four years i can't really see any of the songs from either album sticking out which might be a bad take in not a super long time but i don't know i i don't think either of them are album of the year material so jack do you consider yourself a certified lover boy <laughs> yes i'm in a two plus year relationship so certified uh, sim. in that in that way yes <laughs> certified sim. yeah oh on that note jack uh Let's talk marriage, bro. You want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, when are you going to marry your, uh, your girlfriend? Is she really the one? <laughs> She's got to be, bro. I mean, yeah, I think so. It's good to know. I mean, you can never say anything with 100% confidence, but... Um, all right, so the question was... I mean, I know since Tim... Tim's literally in Puerto Rico. I guess it's not a foreign country, but pretty much foreign country jack jack you're on the road with your dad right it might as well be um yeah i'm I mean, in uh Elk i don't really have right now i mean some with roommates obviously and playing with the boys every day i don't really have any time to be lonely but i know it must be hard for you guys on your own so i was wondering how you guys are hanging hanging in there with that it's a great question jack can go first here right now it's kind of like the complete opposite because it's just me and my dad touring the country uh, kind of doing stuff literally like it's been super busy even when we've been in the car like we're still doing something like actively going somewhere the viewers have only kind of heard about the from yesterday before we started the trip forward uh and that's that was a lot of work and kind of laying around uh and i definitely felt that i kind of get into a headspace sometimes where i'm just kind of lying there like doing nothing yeah just kind of depressed and upset because it's so boring and uh so yeah i definitely felt that when i didn't i wasn't actively doing something but uh i think that's kind of the big that's the big thing about gap years is that you have to be doing something or you'll be in that state and i think timmy and i were both uh worried about uh thinking we had made the wrong choice and uh, if we had kind of been in that depressive state throughout the year, but uh, we're both combating that by going out in the world and trying to do new things that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Yeah. Um, well, on my end, I am definitely keeping busy. I definitely have not had like any real like second thoughts. Like I'm definitely happy with my decision, but it does get so lonely. I mean, I, I think it's less lonely and more uh, more alone. Like, I don't think it's, like, negative, necessarily negative connotation. It's just a lot of time by yourself. Like, from um, Tuesday to Friday, except for, like, two little trips. It was, I would go to school from 8 to 12. I would bike to school, go to, from 8 to 12, and then like go home maybe i'll go to the park by myself like it was just me but 
tonight, Friday night, uh, the first half of this we filmed or recorded uh, yesterday. Uh, I went out for the first time going out at night. So I went out to like a bar, restaurant kind of thing. Then went to a movie, not by myself, um, and it was good. And then tomorrow I'm going to Old San Juan with a couple of the classmates. We're like, <laughs> like one of them's like 30 and one of them's 40, but we're, we're going out tomorrow. But um, it's definitely a lot of time by yourself, but I haven't been feeling too lonely yet. I felt pretty overwhelmed, but not necessarily lonely, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good to hear that. I mean, it just, I agree with uh, the end of Jack's little spiel where basically when you're by yourself, especially during the pandemic, it's like when you're just doing nothing all day, you can just get in your own head and think some pretty crappy things. But I mean, mm-hmm. keeping yourself busy is the most important part, I think, for me, because when obviously when you're thinking of, of what you're doing currently, like soccer or school, or you're just actually involved in in the world, then you actually have no time to get your own head and create fake scenarios and all that. Agreed. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, I don't know, I will definitely have a lot of time by myself when I am in the mountains. I know Jack, between his trips, will have a lot of time by himself. I don't know necessarily where your alone time will be. It's not like it's going to be in big portions, but there's definitely going to be moments where you're just chilling by yourself. I don't get too many of those, but when I do, it's... It's actually kind of. I mean, I actually look forward to being alone sometimes now, because it's. Oh yeah, you yeah. need some. You need some good alone time. Yeah, I mean, I only. Go I usually get like an hour or two a day, where I can just go on my bike ride around the around the town. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I, need. I know. I definitely like having at least a little bit of alone time. Yeah, I don't. I don't need much alone time. I'm. I, but I'm certainly getting a lot of it. <laughs> So that brings us to the end of the third episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Thank you to Jordan uh, for being a very special guest here. Um, the website is live, abodemedia.org. We got a nice blog post from myself. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow it on Facebook and Twitter so you get updates. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jordan. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye-bye.